Hello, welcome. We are meditating on the rest of God and on the nature of God, on righteousness, and how that produces a lifestyle of rest instead of performance. I work with Christian leaders and I help them balance the needs of the ministry with their own so they can have sustainable, effective impact and not burn out. And oftentimes it's really hard to let go uh, and to say no to specific things and uh, requirements and um, expectations that people have and that we need to meet. And the idea of taking a Sabbath can feel like a joke, right? Like, okay, that's a great idea in the Bible, but it's not actually going to happen in my life. But we're challenging this idea and looking at what does God value? What does he invite us into? And where do we get our identity from? And so instead of using shame, we've been talking about how God relates to us from love, from righteousness, and how he reminds us of who we really are, because we've been made new. And so we talked about how we are no longer sinners. It's inaccurate to own sin. And so if the enemy comes and brings accusation and says, hey, you um, didn't love this person well, you're actually not a nice person. Or he says, you know, you didn't actually prioritize the Lord this week. You're a really bad lover of God. Maybe he says, that way you tried to teach that thing, that was really bad. You didn't honor God well, and you really wasted God's resources there. He comes to the accusation and links it to identity. But instead, we know that all of those accusations are lies. They're not of God because our old nature has been dead. And we now are righteous because Jesus has met the standard on our behalf. So instead, we say, okay, well, if we're righteous, then why do we keep sinning? If I'm righteous and if I'm a Christian, then why do I still struggle with this behavior? And one of the reasons is that God isn't no longer having us to fight ourselves, but we're growing in godliness because we're just changing our habits and our thinking patterns. So God's reteaching you what your new nature is, and he's reteaching you the kingdom. So he says, I have given you everything you need for life and godliness. And God walks with us as a father and helps us learn new ways of interacting with people around us. Sometimes if you don't have love in you, it's really hard to have love come out. So that's why we're also meditating on the love of God, even practically, right? Like getting enough sleep, you have the ability to love people around you and to make righteous choices. And so now as we want to grow in our relationship with God, when you come to the Lord, God will never, ever, ever use shame. He's never going to tell you anything that's going to bring discouragement. And something brings discouragement, defeat, or hopelessness. It's of the enemy. You have to rethink what you're hearing. It can sound so true, right? But it's usually mixed with a lie. And so we just have to be so cautious with what we're listening to. Even the love of God, right? There's so many years in my life where I thought, I don't love God well. I'm a bad Christian. Like God has died for me. He's given me everything and this is how I repay him. But instead, the way we meditate on God is by falling in love with his love for us. The way we learn to love God is by meditating on his love for us. The Bible says, you know, we love God because he loved us first. And so as you're in this process of thanking God for his sufficiency, thanking Jesus that he's paid for it all, anytime accusation comes in, we meditate on Jesus, our Savior, the perfect one who's rescued us from sin.
and that his love for us does not change. As you meditate and soak in, marinate in the love of God for you, it's going to spark alive in you love for the Lord. On the opposite side, if you focus on what you bring to the table, on how well you're serving God, and you become introspective, maybe it starts with a good desire to grow. You can quickly become introspective in areas you're doing really well and you pat yourself on the back, or areas you feel like you're falling short. And when we lose sight of who Jesus is and we start focusing on ourselves, it can become um, pride, shame, and condemnation. So instead, if you're recognizing any of this in your life, any feeling of heaviness or defeat, I just want to remind you, let's come back. Let's meditate on the love of God. Let's um, cast out all fear of punishment and that the Lord draws us close to relationship. He teaches us who we really are. He reminds us of, of our higher standard, of our new nature, that we have good hearts, that we've been made clean, that he's given us a love for him, a new nature that wants to love God and wants to move toward God. So this week, I just want you to meditate on the different aspects of God's love for you, different ways God has shown his love for you. And when the thought comes in, oh, but but I need to respond, but I need to respond, but I need I need to do things for the Lord. I need to show him I love him too. Just pause. Because the longer you wait, the longer you just listen, just let him love you. He is always the initiator. God wants to be the initiator. It's going to drive a genuine passion in you to love. That's that's totally from a place of rest, of knowing your identity, of knowing who God's created you to be. That you don't have to repay the Lord. That you don't have to work up to make it worth his time. But he's already loved you, already chosen you. He chose when you were a mess and he still loves you today. So thank you, Jesus, for your faithful love toward us. God, and let us grow in um, our relationship with you. Thank you, Father. And thanks for joining everyone. I'll talk to you soon.